thank you. Thank you for that welcome, <laughs> uh, spooky ghost lady. Oh. Uh, I'm excited to be here to talk about cinema. Um, movies, 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 that, movies, all the time, all that, the time. That's right. I'm actually um, quoting an ex-girlfriend. Oh, who said, said movies, 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 all the time, it's all it is. And then she walked out the door. Dang. Anyway, we're here to talk about movies, 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 all the time. <laughs> Let's do it. Show me that smile. Show and tell me that smile. No, no, no. You got that intro for me, don't you, Brad? You got that squared oh, yeah. away. You know I couldn't go a whole episode without singing just a little bit. That's right. All right. This is the segment of the podcast that is so perfect for a podcast where I present something to you, Corey, that, or sometimes you to me, that has a visual element to it. And we talk about it on the podcast because everybody loves to not be able to see shit. That's right. Um, I have something for you. It's a gift, if you will. What? Yeah. Here it is. So okay. you hear that crinkly paper, that little tissue paper? Tissue right. paper life. So, Open it up. Guess what it is. It's in, it's in tissue it. paper, and I'm opening it up, and it is a plastic Triceratops dinosaur guy. It's all for you, Corey. It's all for you. <laughs> now you never have to fucking watch Jurassic Park again, because the only good thing about it are fucking dinosaurs, and you got one you can put in your goddamn pocket. So wrap it fucking up. <laughs> That should just be the end of the segment right there. I was kind of hoping it was. <laughs> god damn. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Oh, Corey. So what have you been watching lately? Boo, not a whole lot that I can yeah. talk about on mic, uh, as we've been saying for several weeks now, what feels like months now. Tis the season. We're in the process of programming that 24th annual Sidewalk Film Festival you may have heard about. Uh, Sidewalkfest.com. Get your passes now. So um, the bulk of what I've been watching has been either sidewalk films or episodes of Bob's Burgers to decompress after some of these heavy yeah. sidewalk films. Yeah. Uh, but I did squeeze in a couple new streaming releases the other day. Um, one that I would strongly recommend, the other that I would tentatively kind of say is good-ish, but not really that good. So I'll start with the good one. Um, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And it's good and crazy. Your mileage may vary as to whether you like it, but it is singular. Uh, on the streaming service, Shudder is a new stop-motion animated film from visual effects icon Phil Tippett, who created, among other things, a lot of the visual effects in RoboCop and Starship Troopers, and he's just kind of one of those 80s and 90s special effects legends. Well, for 30 years, he worked on this stop-motion animated film called Mad God. Okay. And it has just premiered in very limited theatrical release and on Shudder. And this thing is weird. It's, it's let's say, I don't want to say plotless, but very lightly plotted, a, a sort of stop-motion trip through this surreal hellscape in which um, this this assassin lead character it's all without dialogue by the way okay um who's been sent behind enemy lines and into this sort of hellscape has to traverse this landscape of monsters um that are handcrafted and look like the weirdest um That's cool. most surreal shit you ever thought of yeah i i liked it a lot 
Um, and I liked it a lot, mostly because I don't think there's anything else like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly not at feature length, right? Um, I, I don't really have any um, frame of reference for something sure, like sure. this. A, a, an 80 to 90 minute stop motion, very adult stop motion, deeply fucked up and violent horror odyssey. Um, but with no dialogue, with no dialogue and, and only a few sequences where there are human figures, one of whom is played, you know, in a live action performance by the director, Alex Cox. So that should tell you where this movie's head is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I, I dug it because it's singular. It feels like some sort of cult object that was lost years ago and was just rediscovered. Yeah, but that's what it sounds like. Yeah, um, I think that's probably a great way to describe. Yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 we it's so weird. But but if you subscribe to Shutter, um, or if you're you're lightly interested in this, um, I, I I do recommend it. You know, again, your mileage may vary. You might not stick out the whole runtime, but um, but I I got a lot out of it. Um, and I think it's really neat, especially if you're into animation. Uh, the other one is a big, dumb Netflix movie called Spiderhead. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. only of note because it's from the director of Top Gun Maverick. And while oh. Top Gun Maverick is currently in theaters and, like, as of this recording, like, weekend four or five, right? Yeah. And it's just dominating. Still it's, going strong. It's making money hand over fist. It's it's a movie that people who never go to the movies are going out to see. Come yeah. out to yeah, see. Yeah. Um, well, Joseph Kaczynski, its director, made this movie Spiderhead during the the COVID hiatus after Top Gun had long finished filming, right. and now it's on Netflix. And I'd just like you to to direct you to the discrepancy there between this director's film Top Gun Maverick, which is going to, in all likelihood, be the biggest film of the year, and Spiderhead, which is a movie that nobody's ever fucking heard of because okay. it's on streaming. Yeah. Yeah, because it's they didn't get that uh, beautiful big screen treatment that we have so often talked about and right. desperately right. missed over the past few years. There seems to be a connection there, y'all. Almost uh, like the big screen experience is important. Anyway, Spiderhead is ultimately a pretty okay. Uh, it it stars Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Um, Miles Teller is mm-hmm. kind of one of Kozinski's guys now. Uh, based on a George Saunders short story about um, prisoners who vol- sign up for a voluntary sort of experimental drug yeah. regimen, um, it's it's very like the prisoner because the the experimental drug program takes place on this very you know very designed and hip ex machina like um, penitentiary that's not really a penitentiary because yeah. all the doors are open and Chris Hemsworth is like this cool guy who of course is a mad scientist experimenting you know, weird drugs on these people. But, um, you know, it, it has potential. It kind of fizzles out. Hemsworth is fun. Miles Teller's okay. It's it's not a bad movie, but again, yeah. Um, compared to this guy's other movie in theaters right now, um, I'd recommend Top Gun a lot yeah, more yeah. enthusiastically. So so that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching? Well, you know, similar to you, not a whole lot. Trying to Not a lot I can talk about, at least. Um, trying to catch up on some screening stuff for the festival. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did manage to sneak away and do a little weekend beach trip. And whenever I do that, I generally 
you know, the friend's house here, throw up a projector and on the wall out, uh, above the pool, put a film on. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually something kind of summery and fun, unless, of course, it's a beach trip that's outside of a summer. And then it could be something like Ruby in Paradise starring <laughs> Ashley Judd that's also summery and not so fun uh, and wintry and beachy. And anyway, uh, but what I did screen was Major League from 1989. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, we recently screened Field of Dreams at the mm-hmm. cinema for Father's Day, classic Father's Day film. And, you know, what was funny about that was on one of our Facebook posts, I think I had written a little blurb that said the ultimate baseball film, which I think that's fair, right? Field of Dreams, the ultimate baseball film. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with that, it's certainly got to be in the conversation, right? And it's up there. Well, somebody posted below in the comments, Bull Durham is the ultimate baseball film. Wow. And then that same person came back a day later and said, Bull Durham is the ultimate baseball film. So anyway, I avoided Bull Durham. I avoided Field of Dreams. And I went with Major League. I feel like all three of those, though, and like Robert Redford's The Natural are in the conversation yeah. for the ultimate I don't baseball know about movie. Major Eight Men League Out. I don't know. Watching it. Well, people love that movie. But here's some fun stuff about it. Okay. Just really quickly. Well, kind of fun. Well, first of all, <laughs> anything with Charlie Sheen, right? And Charlie Sheen plays Wild Thing, which is maybe the best character name ever. And did you know that Charlie Sheen was actually a high school pitcher? I think I did know that. He certainly he got was. the build for it. Yeah, and he 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 pitches in this. He took steroids for the role. And while he doesn't pitch, you know. Are you sure he, he didn't take steroids just casually? I think and he then they took were them like, for the role hey, slash for wanna, fun. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm – yeah. yeah. It just, it's, a, it's a happy coincidence. Right. And so he doesn't throw as fast as obviously is suggested in the film, but I think he threw a pretty good um, fastball. And uh, by the way, he was offered a scholarship in high school. But of course, oh. he was like, did you guys see my last name when yeah. you offered me that? Because I don't need to do that at all. I can – you know, just sleep with women left and right and have bit roles in films. And, and then mm-hmm. Oliver Stone is going to cast me yeah, a bunch of eventually. shit. Uh, here's the other kind of fun thing that I think you'll appreciate as far as trivia goes. So mm-hmm. there's a character in the film called Willie Mays Hayes. Mm-hmm. And you know who that's played by, right? Uh, is that? No, I don't. That is Wesley Snipes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. And so on the first opening day of spring training, he drives this weird little car pulls up in the weird little car and there's shots of the car and that's a big to do. And the it's a, it takes up a good little chunk of screen time to show this car. And it's a custom VW Beetle with a Rolls Royce grill. Uh-huh. So it's a funny looking little car. And I want you to know this was actually a kit that you could purchase for your VW Beetle. And it was called the Elegant Beetle Kit. And you could purchase this sometime around the mid-70s, this would make sense, into the early 80s until Rolls-Royce sued the company that created these (laughs) conversion kits. And several companies created the conversion kits, but they sued one of them. And, of course, all the others just you know kind of rolled up with it. What a shame. Yeah. And, of course, there is the character Jobo, which I think is so weird in this. Am I saying it right? I don't know. Jobo or Joe? Who has like a little voodoo locker. So it's a very canceled film, too. On a number of levels, on but a number that of one levels, is definitely, and they offer little shots of rum to the to the gods or whatever. But there's apparently a connection between everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, and this character. Oh. Somebody mentioned that. I, I'm not so, aware of it. Well, anyway, I'll try to. Maybe we'll come back and do a retraction. Okay. Apparently, there might be a connection there between that character and the name of that character. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'll look into it and see. But yeah, it was it was okay. It was enjoyable for a summer film. I haven't seen this movie since I was a child, like a literal child. Yeah. Which is, as I recall, not necessarily appropriate. 
I all mean, the there's time. definitely some stuff, yeah. right? There's definitely some stuff. There's the the sort of voodoo stuff that's a little like, but there's also one character in particular, the love interest in the film, and it is straight up stalking. Right. I mean, it is like cringeworthy level stalking that goes down in this film. So yeah. Anyway, but baseball, <laughs> not the ultimate baseball. Not the film. that would be Bull Durham. That would be Bull Durham, which I need to see one of these days. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We are your own personal cinematic Charlie Sheen and Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson? Yes. You know what this is? No. Okay. By the way, this will probably come up again because what I discovered is that it could be Charlie Sheen and your own personal, a lot of people fill in the blank. Uh He's gone after quite a few people. But apparently in 2011, Charlie Sheen called the Alex Jones show to go on a rant about a bunch of shit including the two women one of which was a wife and the other was like a you know playmate or something but he'd gone on vacation with and had gotten into a big fight with and called, yeah. them, called them both turds and all kinds of other shit and during the rant he stated Thomas Jefferson was a pussy <laughs> take that yeah well he also called alcohol in the same same exact interview he called alcoholics anonymous a bunch of losers and when oh, he wasn't he wasn't on board with AA at that point in his no. life he went off on a on a two and a half men rant about the creator. Is it Chuck Lorre or Chuck Ch- Lorre? Chuck Lorre. Uh, calling him a stupid, stupid little man and a pussy punk. <laughs> and then he got fired. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, in, in Charlie's defense, I guess, uh, you know, Alex Jones mentioned that Sheen sounded Jeffersonian. And that's what prompted him to call Jefferson a pussy. Jefferson in many ways not an estimable person it turns out with the benefit of history what with you know owning slaves and all but i don't think that's what charlie charlie sheen was referring to that's what he was really that angry about yeah i don't know the truth that's not necessarily on sheen's radar at least at that point in time no i wouldn't think so uh boy well um starting beef with the third president of the united states in 2011 is certainly I mean, it, it's a choice. It's a it's a little weird. Let me let me end this by end this outro segment at least this portion of it by quoting Thomas Jefferson. Okay, a coward is much more exposed to quarrels than a man of spirit. <laughs> thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks this, to Revelator Coffee. This our is some kind of episode. <laughs> our sponsor. And uh, no thanks to Charlie Sheen. Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media is where you can find all the information about what we're playing at the cinema. Got a lot of fun stuff coming up uh, in the month of July, so check those calendars. And also get your passes to the 24th Annual Sidewalk Film Why not? Festival. Why not? Yeah, just, just take a look while you're at it. You're going to want to come see movies with us. It's going to be a good time. Those prices go up, so go ahead and get them today. Go ahead and get them right now. I'll wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.